0: American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, on this episode, I have a discussion with A.J. Gocheck. He's a lawyer, father, and husband who lives in Silicon Valley and the Bay Area of California, and we discuss his previous lawsuit to have his son exempt from mask wearing during summer school within his high school. We talk a little bit about their fight against that school district, the current curriculum in California and the current culture, possible legal remedies going forward, and a number of other topics that should certainly be of interest to this audience, including homeschooling using the Ron Paul curriculum, of which his son does now. So give this a listen, share this where you can, and we certainly need to prepare because, again, if law enforcement, judges, and those in positions of influence don't do the right thing, we could be in deep trouble. Time will certainly tell on that.
1: My name is AJ Gocek. Uh, I, I'm an uh, I'm an attorney. I'm, I'm actually a patent attorney. That's my specialty. Uh, I've been practicing law for uh, over 20 years. Uh, I have an electrical engineering background, and I worked as an electrical engineer. Uh, before law school Uh, let me just say let me back up a little bit more and say that uh, I was born and raised mostly in California Uh, born in Sacramento and and grew up in the uh, Bay Area uh, with a little stint in Washington uh, the state of Washington my dad's job but pretty much from the Bay Area Um, and then uh, you know I I moved around a bit with my family, my own family, uh, my wife and kids, uh, seeking jobs in other states uh, for my career, uh, and we ended up um, back in California, uh, really for family reasons. Uh, this was a few years ago. Um, you know, my mom wasn't doing well. Uh, my dad had died, and so uh, my mom really needed me. And so we we came back uh, to California uh, a few years ago. Uh, and I, and, I and, and as far as my legal career I worked in uh, I worked at a law firm for a few years uh, I worked at a, a state uh, university uh, for several years uh, I worked at uh, for a uh, Department of Energy National Lab um, and I came back to California, uh, worked for a large uh, biomedical company, and now I'm I'm working uh, I'm working for a state college. Uh, they're actually uh, my largest client. Um, I'm, I'm a contractor for them. Uh, I also do some uh, pro bono work on the side. I'm really not a litigator. You know, I'm, I'm mainly a, a IP attorney uh, with a background in you know in contracts. Uh, I do a lot of transactional work. Uh, my my only um, my only litigation experience is really in the federal courts on some patent and trademark cases many years ago. Uh, I have no trial experience, uh, very little if any state law trial uh, or litigation experience. So this all this stuff that's been going on the last uh, you know last eighteen months, all the you know the COVID nonsense. Um, you know that's that's gotten me to. Um, you know, become more active, uh, and, and, and do things that, you know, I haven't done before. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think maybe at, at this time, if, if you'd like, I could tell you about some of the, um, the issues that I've had with our, our school district and my son. Uh, how, how does that sound? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I have a, I have, I have, I have two kids. Um, uh, my son who is currently uh, would be a senior in high school. uh uh, let's see the, the problem started was, you know, you know, schools were shut down, uh, in 2020, uh, beginning in March, uh, uh, that was the case in California. And then the schools were closed for most of 2020, 2021. Uh, they started opening back up again in the spring of 2021, but a lot of the kids just stayed home and did distance learning online with zoom. And, um, my kids didn't really like that. Uh, my son hated it. Uh, and, you know, that was a time when all of the, um, the whole BLM, um, social justice stuff was really ramping up. The schools were, you know, um, spending a lot of time promoting that stuff uh and and my kids are awake they know what's going on they can see clearly you know we talk all the time and i think it's important uh, as a parent to talk to your kids (laughs) uh, about you know not just about like uh you know typical parent child things um but you know about issues about things that are going on about real world events uh and you know i'm uh uh, I would consider myself uh, someone who's a libertarian, also conservative. Um, so we talk a lot about like just legal issues, economics, stuff like that. And um, so, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get to they're not gonna get to my kids um, as far as trying to you know brainwash them. But uh, so so going back to uh, uh, going back to the schools. Uh, so so we're in 2021 now. Um, the, 2020-2021 school year has ended. Uh, my son wanted to take a summer school class, uh, just back in, in July. He, uh, cause he dropped the class and he, he needed to make it up. Uh, so he tried to, um, tried to enroll in summer school. Um, before he did, he actually emailed the uh, the summer school principal and he asked if, if there was if virtual learning was still an option, uh, or if he could take a, a course online outside the, the Palo Alto school district. And uh, you know, the, the principal responded uh, you know in, in the negative to both emails. And then I got involved. I I, and I said, look, you know, and um, well if that's the case, then my son, you know, he wants to attend class unmasked. He doesn't want to wear a mask. And, uh, you know, the, the school purports to, to follow the, uh, you know, the local and CDC guidelines. Uh, so, so we thought we would invoke uh, the exemptions. That's the route we took, Uh, and because my my son actually does uh, he does qualify uh, as far as exemptions uh, as far as both a medical condition and he also had a had a uh, um, has a speech language uh, impediment Uh, he was under a what's called an IEP an individualized education program for many years so I thought we had a really good basis for for that and you know the school was just giving us the runaround on this. You know, uh, you know, They're saying, well, you know, he needs to be um, examined by by our health department or with our experts. I uh, mean, we need to talk. You know, you know, we can get the superintendent or assistant superintendent's opinion. Da da da. And you know, I like. Well, well, hold on a second. Show me the policy on that. Where's the written policy on how you handle? mask um, exemptions or what's your what's your mask policy and they didn't have one uh they were just making things up um you know the school board had never passed a mask policy a uh, mask policy and exemption policy, nothing like that um, and you know, so uh, you know, I wasn't getting a good response, and they just you know they were just kind of dragging their feet on this. And then comes you know the first day of summer school, and my son decides that he's going to he's going to enter the classroom without a mask. And as soon as he does, um, the teacher I guess you know they were waiting for him too. The, the, not, not just they're expecting him. Uh, the, the, it's like he got ambushed. Uh, the, the, as soon as my son walks in without a mask summer school the teacher tells him to go directly to the office and i was waiting in the parking lot because just i had a feeling maybe you know something might happen It might be an incident and i want to be there um so my son texts me he tells me that they sent him to the office and i go and i i talked with the the principal and i was like what's going on here you know um the kid has an exemption and well you know we we can't allow that um you know it's a danger to others and uh, so, uh, anyway, he ended up, uh, missing, he ended up, uh, you know, having to drop the summer, summer school class. But, um, uh, I actually, uh, I filed a, a lawsuit as soon as like, uh, the day after he got uh, denied entry into a, into the summer school, I, I filed a lawsuit. And with that, I filed, uh, a request for what's called a, uh, a, a temporary, um, a restraining order it's a it's a TRO uh, and so so what I was asking is is I wanted the, the judge to issue a an, an order basically just kind of you know um, maintain to basically kind of maintaining the status quo until we can have a, um, a, a a hearing on the merits so what I was asking the judge to do was to, to uh, uh, tell the school uh, n- to not enforce the mask mandate against my son uh, uh, until we can have a fuller hearing uh, on the merits. And that was denied. Um, partly that was a timing problem. Um, you know, it's a two-week summer school course. You're allowed a maximum of three absences. Well, it's not like my son had any, really had any choice in that matter. They, they didn't allow him. They barred him from entering the classroom. So by the time the judge picked up uh, my application for an emergency restraining order, it was already too late. He had missed... I think three or four classes by that point so it's like it was kind of a moot issue um, and so we decided okay well somehow or another we'll, we'll make up that class during the school year or maybe after the next summer so now we come to the uh, the, the full 2021-2022 2020, academic school year you know that that, that began on August uh, of this year and again I'm I'm trying to work with the school I'm trying to get my son uh, exempted I'm calling up and emailing the school board members uh, the the Palo Alto Unified School District Uh, I'm I'm talking to some of these people every day I'm bugging them you know I'm trying to get a hold of a written policy um, and just doing what I can uh, to To get my son to you know to get a, to have an education and to go in without having to wear a mask, uh, and and you know they just again I I don't, no one ever sends me the this, this school policy because they don't have one, uh, and I don't, I don't get a, a good response a firm response, um, and, and I think later on they tell me to submit a doctor's note. This is the first time now I'm hearing this, um, and, and you know I, I don't like the idea of that. First of all. They haven't shown me the policy. Uh, second, nothing in the guidelines, as far as the, the state guidelines from the public health department, CDC, there, there's no mention of a, uh, a requirement of a doctor's note. And I, I don't like the idea of going down that route either. Um, I, I just feel like if you do that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to uh, ask for more information, and they're going to say, "Well, we need to have our nurse also examine him." And I just didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, and I. Just I just don't like handing over you know private medical information when when there's no written policy there's there's nothing that's you know when, when it's not required uh and so uh you know so we come to the first day of the uh full of the school year in in august and my son says you know he wants to go to school and uh, he doesn't want to wear a mask uh um, i you know i i don't you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't push him or force him or, uh, or anything to do that. Um, but he wants to do it. So, uh, you know, first day, of first day of school. Um, this is just you know, less than two months ago. He goes to school. He's the only kid without a mask on. Um, and he does it on his own. Uh, and, and I'm also, I'm, I'm staying in the parking lot because you know, again, I have a feeling something's going to happen. Uh, but nothing happens in the morning. You know, he goes to his the first two morning classes, uh, and you know, it was pretty uneventful. I think one of the classes was outdoors, and you don't have to wear a mask at school if you're outside of the classroom, uh, only inside. But his, but his morning, one of his morning teachers didn't care that he was sitting in class without a mask. So I said, okay, that's, so. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe. Uh, Maybe they're not going to enforce this. And then he has lunch. And then he goes, the real problems begin in the afternoon. He has uh, two afternoon classes. Uh, He he goes to that first afternoon class, and the teacher asks him if he has a mask on. And he says, or if he has a mask, and he says, no. And the teacher asks him if he needs one. And he just says, no, he doesn't invoke uh, the exemption. His answer is just flat, no, no thank you. So then, uh, the teacher calls the vice principal, and, uh, and another worker, uh, maybe a security guard, uh, arrives, and they want him to step outside class, and he he refuses, uh, and, and politely, he's not he's not making a scene, you know, he's he's not getting others riled up, he's just behaving like any other kid in a classroom you know, just minding his own business. Um, and so when the vice principal arrives and, and then, and and orders the entire class to go to another classroom, you know, basically just kind of pulls all the other kids out and tells my son to stay behind. And so the, so I guess the other kids leave and they go to another classroom. Um, while my son is sitting there in an empty classroom by himself, uh, with, um, uh, with a worker with a security person there and i kind of monitoring him uh so the bell rings and then now it's his last uh his last class of the day and i think it's economics class so he goes to that one kind of the same drill but this time uh the vice when the vice principal shows up and ha- and asks the class to leave to you know to find an alternative classroom my son follows them out and walks with them and 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 then they uh the students and teacher, they go to a library, and they try to block my son from entering. <laughs> but he, he gets around this fat security guard, and he's, he's with his classmates. Uh, they're, in all, they're all in the library together. And then I get a call from the vice principal, and the vice principal tells me that he's going to call the police if my son doesn't leave. Uh, yeah, at that point, um, well, okay, so I'm outraged. Like, you know, you got to be kidding. You're going to call the police? What has he done wrong? What, what is he doing? Is he is, is he is he getting to fight? Uh, does he have a weapon? Uh, well, why would you need to call the police? He's just behaving like a regular school kid. He's I, going to class. I gotta inter- I gotta um, I
0: gotta inject yeah. re- I gotta inject just real quick. Your son yeah. sounds like a badass.
1: I love it. I, I would have never um, you know just he's really grown i tell you these past six months 12 months um it has uh, he's really he's really grown into his own yeah uh i i did not really didn't see this from him before um but you know he's um he's really matured and he's 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 uh you know he's become a lion um and i would not have thought that he had this in him and i didn't and get i did not like Push him or force him or coerce him, him anyway to do this on his own. Uh, so yeah, and oh, thank you. But and, and going back to um, where we were on the um, well, with the uh, police, uh, yeah. the vice principal calling me and telling me that you know, hey, if he doesn't if he doesn't leave, uh, we're calling the police, and I'm just like, you know, you got to be kidding me. This is crazy. Uh, but you know, at that point, though, I mean, at the same time, and I, I have to put a stop to it. Um, just because, you know, with the police these days, you don't, you know, I don't want them tasering him or worse. Um, so I, I show up uh, and then, you know, I mean, I was in a parking lot anyway. I show up and then, and then he, he leaves with me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I chew out the vice principal, the guard, and a couple others. Um, and then I get a call later that afternoon from the, um, from the vice principal that my son was has been suspended for five days. I'm like, for what? There you go. And he, go, he goes, for defiance. Yeah. For defiance. You know, like, not, don't we want our kids to be, you know, to stand up to it or to be defiant? You know, when I mean, they in certain situations, right? You know? and um, But no, they don't, they want the kids to be obedient, um, you know, do what they're told. So uh, and, and he's defying
0: yeah. he's he's defying tyranny. So that's a
1: no-no. It's exactly. Well, yes, yeah. That that that's the key. You know, he's uh, he's defying what, what uh, he believes is immoral or uh, illegal. And um, but you know we uh, so I, so he ended up he didn't want to go to public school anymore anyway. Uh, so we withdrew him from the public school, and he's now enrolled in the Ron Paul home-school curriculum. Nice. And I tell you, he loves learning again. He loves actually, I mean, he's he reads on his own. He's always like that, but he, he loves actually learning school subjects again, you know, without all the Marxist brainwashing, you know, all the equity, inclusion stuff that's popular these days, you know, hate whitey. Um, you know, and then the whole LGBTQ agenda that's really shoved in their faces. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I mean, that, that that's sort of the, uh, big thing so anyway yeah you know i'm, I'm out here in uh <laughs> out here in, in in california um you know in a, you know you, you know you guys probably have heard i mean i know things aren't like great out there either but uh, you know i i, I think it's uh, it's much worse you know now with la now um going along with the uh, vaccine passports like New York you know I mean this stuff is, is spreading and it's gonna be coming up here you know anytime soon the, the governor uh, you know Newsom, he announced the other day uh, the other day that he wants um, he wants every school kid jabbed you know once yeah. the FDA uh, once it's uh, approved for kids above 11 uh, right now, I think it's under a emergency use authorization and he wants to see that extended also to kids ages five to 11 and, and you know that this, um, you know, that this vaccine is, uh, I don't even like to call it that, the jab is, is not, um, it's not, it's not even available. The so-called uh, approved vaccine is not available. So it's all this stuff that's being administered is, is still being administered under the emergency use uh, authorization. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's really insane. You know, I was, I was out um, just the other day and I saw someone, you know, walking, on the sidewalk wearing a mask, gloves, and a face shield outdoors with nobody around. I mean, this is just the kind of stuff you see, you know, and <laughs> I, I don't know how it is out and I know you're in Ohio, I actually had a friend, I had a friend who visited uh, Ohio, a few, this was a few months ago, and said it felt like, it felt like 2019, this was outside Cincinnati, uh and uh, this is a friend who was visiting his mom uh and said that you know i see very few people mask wearing you know it was somewhere outside of cincinnati um so it was like felt like being free again um uh, but not out here and i have friends who uh uh, let me tell you what's going on out in you know because i i live in in the silicon valley area out here in palo alto and uh you know i have friends that work in high tech and what i'm hearing is that most places now require you to be vaccinated you know to work in the office yeah. but many are yeah, you know, and but many are they're, they're moving to virtual or mobile offices you know they're working from home and they're coming into the office only if it's required which is rare so and in those cases if you're not jabbed yet they want you to show a negative pcr test um and i think you could probably even do a home test but you know it's it's really burdensome so you know if you come into the office now um no no that's the other thing so if you go into the building you probably don't have an office anymore you don't have a desk you can call your own you know you, you, if you're going to go in you're going to work in a temp room um uh, but like i said they're, they're working primarily from home you know these are engineers you know often software engineers uh and you know the effect on small businesses restaurants you know the coffee shops food trucks all that's really devastating uh, and, and just the, you know, the whole, the whole work environment has really changed. I even working with customers, you know, which used to be done in person. Let's say for tech support. Let's say you have a piece of software that your, one of your customers is using to design their semiconductors or their integrated circuits. You know, now that's all done on Zoom. Um, and, and then you have some companies that are even more pressuring. You know, they're they're requiring. The jab as a condition of continued employment. You know, workers are losing their jobs over this. I mean, it's bad enough when you hear about the nurses, the police, fire departments, you know, the, the firemen, some teachers, you know, they're losing their jobs, but it's I mean, it's it's, uh, it's other other workers too, you know, who uh they, they don't even work in an office. You know, they could they work for some of them are losing their jobs and um, you know, it's, it's weird. Uh, you know, in this area, you know, you see people who are double-chapped and double-masked and they're still super scared. You know, I told you about the person I saw outside that was, that was masked and gloved and wearing a face shield. You know, you can go into – I mean, I don't belong to a gym, but I know people who do. I mean you can go into like the local YMCA and you know if you have members that are keeping their masks on while they're working out and you know some of them might have it on their chin, others you know below their nose, and then you have the person that goes and complains to the front desk that people are not wearing their masks, you know, it's like piss off, you know. Um, it's like well, if you're wearing a mask, why do you care if others are not? You know, wear two or three if that makes you feel you know more secure um you know and it's like it's really hard to talk to these to, to, to talk to some of these people about it you know, that's the thing if you confront them and you try to try to uh you know spread knowledge and facts they, they don't want to hear it they'll run away you know i had one person tell me well doctors wear them well wait a second you know surgeons wear them in the operating room only you know when there's extra oxygen pumped in uh there's somebody else with sterile hands that that puts it on for them you know and they know they're not stopping viruses but larger particles maybe like hair or spit you know in front of an open wound that's maybe 13 inches or 18 inches away and the doctor, those doctors are not working out or chasing a ball with a mask on. You know, they're just standing there. It's like these people don't think, or they can't think for themselves. I mean, you know, my, my daughter played soccer um, on our AISD team, and most of the girls were wearing masks, and even during the games, you know, my daughter did. Good. And you know, and, those, and some of these kids were getting dizzy. You could tell. You know, you could see them really. You know, they pull their mask down, and they're just like really huffing and puffing for air. You know, you're work. you know, they're going to pass out and get, you know, CO2 poisoning, hypoxia. It's, it's just, it's it's really ridiculous. Um, and and if, if you don't mind, Sean, if I can go back a second to the litigation, yeah. I, I, I did not directly challenge the mask mandates. Uh, I, try tried to get my son exempted under the, you know, under the mask exemptions, you know, for people that have medical conditions or, 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 or cannot wear a mask safely. Right. And the re- the reason I did that is first of all, I, I'm not, I you said, know, I'm not a litigator, uh, and, and, you know, to challenge the mask mandates, I would have to bring in, i sue the governor, you know, uh, the, um, State Department of Health and bringing all these other people and I I just I'm not really I don't want to mess it up for the people around here you know I could set a dangerous precedent because I'm just not as um, familiar with all the rules and and litigation and I don't have that experience that other people have I was just trying to like stand up for my son and get him exempted and I remember one of your um, one of your previous shows I think you you asked that question too like hey you know all these these you, know, you see the school board um, uh, protests kind of going on. People showing up to school boards and and, and arguing against the mask mandates. And a lot of these kids have parents who are lawyers. I remember you you said that. Yeah. Why why are they not why are they not bringing cases? And I'll tell you, around here, you know, there are a lot of lawyers, a lot of parents, a lot of kids that have that have lawyer parents. But uh, it, you know, it's it's like you said, they're not. They're just. They they either um they either want their kids they want their kids masked they want their kids jabbed my daughter's friends all of them are uh, fourteen years old they're all jabbed oh god uh, so the parents are in it the parents think it's a good thing they think it's good that their kids are masked and their kids are jabbed it's like side, you know it's like they're sacrificing their, their kids to a very deadly experiment um uh, and so there's that the part of it also is you know this place is very liberal. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, you know, there's kind of a groupthink mentality that's going on. Um, you know, you don't want to be seen as the one who's going against, you know, against the herd. Uh, God forbid, somebody might think you're a Republican or a Trump supporter, you know, if you oppose the mask mandates, I think that, that that's a big part of it. And they just, or they just don't care. You know, they think uh, they, they, they almost, you know—the uh, academy, the American Academy of Pediatricians thinks this is a good idea. So, uh, you know, they, they have our best interests at heart. So let's, uh, yeah, yeah, this is good. It's like, come on, you know, we know—you—if know, you, you can spend just five, ten minutes on the internet doing a search, looking at the studies, we know this stuff doesn't work, right? I mean, this, wouldn't the uh, wouldn't this have ended um, if you know if work? Right? we've been we've been we've been at this thing for for a year and a half now it's like you know is, is there no light bulb on? You know, we're, we're, like wake up <laughs> you
0: know yeah i mean you have i've i've covered this too it really is full blown stockholm syndrome these individuals are are not well they have believed endless lies for potentially their entire life So now, you know, with something like this, they turn on their television and they still believe it. And then they, again, you know, you mentioned the business of IEPs, for example. IEPs and 504s are state law. And now uh, the mask wearing, of course, is not state law. It's a mandate. So with IEPs and 504s being completely ignored now, you have every single teacher and every single school administrator and every single school board breaking state law because the masks completely violate everybody's 504 or IEP, including those students that don't have 504s and IEPs because they still have to see their teacher's mouth. And they still have to see their entire face, and they still have to do all of that. So um, you know the unfortunate part is is it's just lawlessness.
1: It is. And, you know, one of the arguments they made against me was that the school administrators made against me when I was trying to get my son exempted uh, before school started was, oh, your son's no longer on an IEP. So, you know, he, he, he doesn't he can't have an exemption. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, just because, you know, I think they're conflating uh, the wrong things. And what, what they're doing is they're saying just because somebody's not on an IEP, then now, then, then they should be, safely be able to wear a mask. But, you know, you can be. You, you, just because you're not on an IEP doesn't mean you're not equipped to learn. You can still learn, but the thing is that uh, with the mask, you know, it 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 still affects your ability to speak, your ability to read, uh, or, or to um, you know, to understand what the teacher is saying. Uh, and, and and you're right, you know, um, what they're doing with this with the whole IEP thing too is is it's just being disregarded. And and anyone, even people that don't have IEPs, I don't think, look, I don't think it's safe for any child or anyone to wear a mask. I don't,
2: no. I think, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and like you said, you know, and and the kids, I mean, they're... You know, and they're brainwashed too by their parents or social media and friends and you know, I mean the parents here are really you know, it's like they can't think for themselves. I mean there's a lot of virtue signaling going on. I, I I've seen parents walk up and say, You know, I'm vaccinated, so I guess I can take off my mask outdoors. You know, like you know and, and they want the kids masked, jabbed and socially distanced and um, oh, and I've um, one of my wife's friends actually uh, got her 13-year-old jab, and right after the first dose, experienced chest pains and difficulty breathing. She was hospitalized for a few days, and what was her diagnosis? Myocarditis. Probably clotting, too. The girl was sent home to rest, uh, you know, with a monitor hooked up um, that checks her heart rate. You know, her, I mean, her health has been ruined, a 13-year-old girl. And for what? You know, and we, we know kids are immune from this, assuming it's even real, right? And, 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 and you know, and if they do spread it, that's a that's a good thing, right? I mean, with a lower dose; it's protective. You want kids to spread it? You know, chronic low-level exposure uh, confers immunity. And it's like um, you know. And and another thing that really bothers me is too is like I I see these kids that are biking or walking home after school and they're still wearing that damn face diaper. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wear a mask outside the classroom, but most still keep it on between classes. You know, unless they're having lunch or a snack, and it's just awful
0: seeing these kids (laughs) as they bike to and from school with a mask on. Yeah the 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 virtue signaling really is very noticeable to say the least. Um, And it it really is awful. Just a couple of examples. My dad had an interaction with with a woman uh, just the other day where um, they were talking about some property or whatever it was. And he introduced himself and she introduced herself and she extended her hand to shake his hand. And they were both about to shake each other's hands. And she said, uh, are you vaccinated? And he said, no. And she immediately pulled her hand away. Oh, my. I mean, that, that wow. disconnect in, in thought um, is astounding. Because, again, as I've said on the, on the podcast numerous times, it is the perfect example of false equivalency. You cannot have two individuals who oppose one another on a singular issue and have them both be right but the one but but the one who is jabbed and masked and won't shake hands is certain that they're right
1: you know you know we know that um i mean even before these jabs out we i think we knew we knew that this thing doesn't spread on surfaces you don't get it you're not going to get it outside just standing outside next to somebody uh and, and we know also that that uh that even if you're you know so-called vaccinated that you can still spread it transmit it and probably more so than someone who's unvaccinated you know again assuming this is real right
0: <laughs> well yeah. and, uh, what's interesting about that is this and, and, and that's
1: happened I, to me too by the way sorry sorry for interrupting no. you that's happened to me too many times because I, I make it a point to, to extend my hand out and shake somebody's hand and, and that's happened to me too where someone is back to you know, didn't want to shake my hand was was too afraid
0: yeah it's pathetic yeah. i mean it's yeah. it's absolutely pathetic yeah. well, one of the yeah. one of the sad parts about this entire situation too is that it's exposed for those that are researching what's really going on and reading about what's going on and more importantly just listening you know asking themselves questions and then looking things up i mean my myself throughout this entire time the last I don't know, I'd say eight plus years, um, I've, I've been on n- numerous subjects and, and just trying to find the answers to numerous things. And when this entire thing came around, of course, a couple of years ago, uh, as it turns out, the entire business of, and I'm, I'm on this wavelength now, and I, f- I firmly believe this, that that the business of coughing or sneezing illness on people is impossible. That it j- yeah. that it just doesn't happen. Um, th- this was clearly a biological weapon. The only the only way that it would be airborne is if it were in aerosol form, and you yeah. could and you could actually see it. Uh, but but you can't. So yeah. it's so there's nothing airborne about it. it. It people people become ill as a result of of proximity, and just yeah. b- what's referred to as electromagnetism. It's just people being around one another. It's like when you walk up to a person and you get a bad feeling about them, like you don't trust them, or you know they uh, they sort of give off this bad vibe, so to speak. You're, the immune the, the cells in the body do the exact same thing when you're when you are healthy and you are around people that are ill. You know if you're healthy yeah. enough your immune system will say, well, you know, you're healthy, so there's no need for us to disregard any toxic cells in the body because, um, you know, you're you're 100% fine. But if that person has a bunch of toxic cells in their body and they come around someone who is ill, then, of course, their body is going to respond in a negative way and start to slough off those toxic cells. That's what's happening with this entire coronavirus thing. And unfortunately now, it's been happening with the people who have the jab. The people who are jabbed are transmitting their ill immune system onto other people, um, and it's, it's which, again, is what I've said on the program, is that K-12 schools and universities and, and heavily, you know, heavily dense areas with numerous people are the most unhealthy environments now because we have to assume that upwards of 40% of the people, for example, on an airplane are all jabbed.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, the thing is though, how how do you, how are you going to protect yourself, right? I mean, I'm not, you know, the mask is not going to work. And, you know, most of us have natural immunity, right? Right. So I I just, I I just something I don't even, I mean, I don't, you know, yeah, I know what you've said about, you know, do you really want to be in a stadium full of people that are are jabbed? yeah, but, uh, but you know, I don't. I mean, if you, you know, keep up your um, keep your immune, immune system strong. I think that's really the best defense against against uh, against these diseases. I mean, you know, this thing, you know, this if it's a coronavirus. Well, I mean, it's, it's already endemic. It's everywhere. Mm. Uh, it's not going to go away. You know, you just have to kind of live with it. Um, and we can't, you know, like we do with you know, TB or Ebola or whatever else is out there. You know, um, you know we can't wear. We're not going to do this for the rest of our lives, are we? We're going to wear a mask and distance from each other and take boosters every three months or six months. I mean, it's like, come on. You
0: no. Know? Yeah, but let me let me ask you a couple yeah. of things here about you know sure. the, the, the business of mandates again versus laws because this is something again that I've covered in the past, but I wanted to get you kind of your legal take. And again, you said yourself okay. that you haven't litigated, but yeah. Um, See, I mean, t- take, for example, all of these universities and all of these schools that have, uh-huh. that have instituted these quote-unquote mask mandates, and now, of course, many of them have instituted these jab mandates, yeah. w- w- whether it be public, private, or charter. And, of course, it's happened everywhere. Yeah. If, yeah. if students or staff end up ill or dead as a result of following those mandates... Is there? I mean, is there legal recourse against those schools or okay. those institutions for such a for such an outcome?
1: Yeah, you know that's a good question. I, I think I, I think there would be. I mean, it depends. You know, was there informed consent? Um, you know, the even if the manufacturers, the drug manufacturers are are. Um, you know, if they're indemnified, if if, if they can't be held liable, uh, to go after the to go after the the universities. Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I would think they could be uh, held liable. I um, you know if, if they're if they're giving you this thing, they're not telling you about the side effects or the potential side effects. Um, you know the uh, you know as 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 they would do with other uh, other types of of drugs. Um, I don't see why not. Uh, you know, they're administering it. They're saying that you know, if you want to, if you want to continue to go to school here, um, that you have to take this. Uh, and and they're and they're actually doing it. Um, you know, they're the ones are the school uh, nurses uh, or the, the whatever health department is administering these things. And then you start having seizures or blood clotting or facial paralysis or death. I, I, I don't see why you would be um, barred from from asserting, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a cause of action uh, against them. You know, the the, the thing is, right now, um, on the on the uh, vaccine mandates, uh, you know, we're not really getting that much help from the courts. Uh, leaving aside the question of of uh, injury leaving that aside you know the courts have not been sympathetic at all to the the students the plaintiffs that are bringing these cases i mean i think you probably heard uh, the one where um justice uh, barrett on her own um decided not to intervene to help the uh, students at indiana university uh, There was right. a recent case about that and what the what the lower court in that set was, was it was a very poorly decided, uh, poorly reasoned uh, opinion. They said, oh, you know, hey, these students, they can go somewhere else uh, if they don't want to uh, submit to the vaccine mandate, or they can just put on a mask and get PCR tested
0: twice a week. No big deal. Um, and, yeah, see, and, and, I, I, I think that sets such a terrible precedent because, again, you're basically saying we get to make up whatever rule we want. And, oh, by the way, well, if you don't want to play by that rule, then go somewhere else, just like you said. I mean, you know, as soon as someone acquiesces to that, what's going to be the next rule?
1: Yeah, well, exactly. And where are they going to go? When when almost all of these schools now, public schools I and mean, most almost all private schools are also doing the same. Where are they going to go? Just online? Um, you're going to have to go to Florida, yeah, <laughs> some states where that have uh, banned. Uh, vaccine mandates or in colleges and universities and, and schools uh yeah and, and the other thing is they you know the, the courts will cite um the state's inherent police power you know to protect uh the safety health welfare of its uh, citizens uh they'll cite a case uh, jacobson case from 1905 uh that had to do i think it was smallpox but the the, the issue there was whether someone who did not want to take the vaccine had to pay a five dollar fine that that was what, what was really at stake in that case um and it was a, it was a local it was one of these local uh, mandates i think it was a city mandate or a county mandate it wasn't even something not by the federal government or even the state government but uh, and that was a very old case too That a lot of changes to the law i mean i think there is a strong constitutional right to refuse unwanted medical treatments um were some by the 1970s cases i can't remember the name was like gluckberg or something but um i, I think you know if, if the judges were just you know, well, you know that's the thing. i do mean, I, you know i mean i didn't never liked uh, amy amy coney barrett to begin with uh even before trump nominated her because she she sat on the seventh circuit court of appeals and heard the illinois lockdown case uh with governor pritzker she was on that panel, and she joined the the majority opinion. It was a three opinion uh, written by the chief judge, um, Judge Wood of uh, the Seventh Circuit, uh, and up, upheld all of the um, um, uh, lockdown and uh, lockdown orders. This was like this was in um, the summer of twenty twenty. Uh, she didn't, you know, she didn't show
2: any courage. She didn't stand up and say, "Hey, you know, like this is wrong." Uh, you yeah. know, the,
1: uh, unlike the West, the judge of the Western District of Pennsylvania, I, I can't remember the name of that case, who just said, oh, this is unconstitutional, Jacobson's not good law anymore, <laughs> and um, you know, struck down the uh, Pennsylvania um, uh, lockdown orders. I don't know if that was reversed uh, on appeal or not, but it um, just shows you that you know, she's not somebody that's going uh, to... Don't, don't depend on or rely on her to go to bat for you to, to uh, you know, protect our, our, our rights. Uh, she's not going to do that. and I don't think the Supreme Court will. They'll defer to this to the state um, to the states or the, the state love, the governors. Uh, so I don't, this is not going to be one in court. Uh, it's it, It's gonna require citizens, or other people you know, to say no. Uh, you know, as they're doing now, you've seen them going to these uh, city council, the school board meetings and making a lot of noise and in some cases they're even getting the the policies reversed. Uh, we're gonna have to see more of that. Uh, you know, have to people are going to have to, you know, that's other thing, too. You know, uh, before, you know, people are now worried and upset about these vaccine mandates as well. They should be. But where, where were these people during the mask mandates? You know, were they going along with that for the past 18 months? And all of a sudden now that when their jobs are being threatened, now they're deciding, hey, uh, this is wrong. Uh, you know, we need to organize. And you know, well, where, where have you been? You know, if, I, I really think that if we had stood up and said no to the mask mandates, maybe we would be in this position right now, you know, uh, fighting the uh, the vaccine passports and, and, and mandates that are that are taking place. Um, it is only, I just think it's only going to get worse if we don't put a stop to it. I mean, this is like, this is a, this is the warm up. You know, it's, the, it's I think, it's still the beginning. Um, and I'll tell you, this is, I mean, I'm sure maybe you feel the same way. This is absolutely, I've never seen anything like this, experience like this in my life. This is the worst rights violations, is the biggest issue of my lifetime. Bigger than anything else. I mean, and, and it's not even about me. You know, I you know I've lived most of my life. I feel you know I could die tomorrow. Big deal. This is about my kids, their future, their generation, generation after. You know, our, our way of life, our civilization. Um, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure you have to have, have similar concerns.
0: Yeah, I've, I uh, I I find it. I find it beyond alarming that so many individuals, in particular parents, and I am not one, but um, are are willing to inject things multiple times into their body with no thought about not just hurting themselves, but how that might hurt their children. And again, the informed consent aspect of this entire thing, which of course has not been done. Is completely illegal for uh-huh. e- for every single healthcare professional, quote unquote, that um, that's been participating in this. I mean, there's no way again that uh, you know getting a jab in a in a McDonald's drive-through is is um, yeah. is, is, is that that individual is receiving any viable information. But I wanted to mention this too, and, and again, get your take. You know, I've read the Nuremberg Code. And it's, and it's, of course, has been referenced numerous times with countless individuals. And then there's yeah. a lot of threatening going on w- with with the Nuremberg Code. But given the fact that we are still technically at war and have been since 9-11 legally, my, yeah. my, my yeah. aspect is is that the, something like the Nuremberg Code is, is, of course, a living document and is perfectly still in effect. The question, of course, becomes who on earth uses such a document to prosecute every single person that's participated in this. And I, I mean, I got to tell you, if the jab doesn't kill him, I, I don't think that something like the Nuremberg Code is actually going to be applied here. Because you're talking about arresting and imprisoning every nurse, doctor, school board member, school administrator, school teacher, you know, you name it, who is per, who, who's participated in this. Yeah. Uh, so that. So really. Um, so I. I also. I think of the Nuremberg Code also as a
1: potential. Um, as a potential weapon for plaintiffs to use to get around the you know, uh, to avoid the the vaccine, let's say the vaccine mandate. Unfortunately, I think the courts are going to take the same approach, just like I mentioned with the uh, uh, the the students at Indiana University, where, you know, where the the courts said, hey, you don't like it, go someplace else. You know, uh, uh, I think the courts there are, they're going to, well, first of all, they're going to say it doesn't apply to private employers, it only applies to the government. But they're going to say this is not the same as, you know, what the, uh, what the Nazi doctors did uh, with medical experimentation. The, uh, the courts are going to say that, um, you know, this is your choice uh it's not actually being forced on you uh you're free to choose to accept or refuse the the jab uh and if you refuse then you go work somewhere else uh (laughs) they're going to equate it to a worker refusing an assignment or a um, or some other uh, office directive where you can be properly fired for insubordination And that every employment includes limits on workers' behavior, you know, in exchange for your salary, for the remuneration that you receive on a job, that is all part of the bargain. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but that's what I think how the courts are going to interpret that. Uh, Because from what I've I've read with the the Indiana University case and other cases, that's just, hey, no one's actually like holding you down and, and injecting this into you. You don't have to take it. Well, but then, now, well, then now what? Now you can't go out to the store. You can't go shopping anymore. You can't go join a, a gym or um, a club. I, uh, so uh, you know, I, I don't think that it's easy
0: just to go someplace else. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, then I, the, you know. and then the floodgates open because then they can they can mandate any jab they want. They can start mandating boosters. They can start mandating flu shots. Mm-hmm. And then they can just kill off their entire, uh, em, you know, they can <laughs> they can kill off all their employees. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, and that's what New- that's one of the things. Actually, Newsom tweeted that out the other day. He said, "Hey, this is no different than uh, the measles uh, vaccine that that is also required in schools." Well, okay, so I don't think the measles. I don't think any of this stuff should be should be required as a condition of. Um, Going to school, uh, you know. And the measles thing is, you could just, you know, there, there's a there, there's a difference there. Okay, I you know. Also, you know, measles really isn't that much worse than the flu. It may be just like the flu. You remember? I don't know if you grew up. If you watched the uh, Brady Bunch, did you ever watch the Brady Bunch? Yes. Well, remember there was an episode where the kids got the measles. Yes. And then they all got it, and then they all got better. They yep. had immunity, and they cheered at the end. <laughs> and I think that <laughs> I think that episode has been. Uh, I don't know if that's been banned or not but like big deal you know so you get and, and i think even the cdc there or the fda recognizes that people who've gotten the measles naturally they don't have to get the uh the vaccine so there, there's a lot of differences there and you know the other thing is uh, not, not that i'm a fan of, of other vaccines um but you know the the classical vaccine is produced, you know, from you actually take a piece of the virus, you know, and you inject that into into a human, and you, you know, you hope you know, to produce antibodies against the pathogen, you know, to sort of create immunity. This is very really different. We've never done this before. This is an now that this these jabs. This is an RNA. You know, it's a genetic construct. It's a product of genetic engineering that that's being injected with the hope that it might produce some defense against, um, like against COVID. But we know the side effects already. We know they're evil. We know that long-term consequences have not been tested. Um, and anything that's even close to a traditional vaccine, uh, in, 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 in for, for COVID is maybe has been generated in Russia and maybe in China, but I, you never know about them, but so, so so that's that's not it's not the same.
0: Yeah, and and I would say the exact same thing based on what I said in the past regarding the flu. You know, regarding the flu shot, I, I think I think influenza only exists because of the flu shot. I think that if people stopped taking the flu shot or giving the flu shot, you would watch influenza disappear. That's
1: a, that's a good point. That's a good point,
0: right? Because again, if and, you ta- if you take a person who has had the flu shot. And, you, and that, yeah. I mean, th- now their immune system is disrupted because they've injected God knows what uh-huh. into them, and, uh-huh. they, and they get around other people who have weakened immune systems. Well, they're going to start getting ill, and then they're going to think that they have the flu. Well, what, you yeah. know, what's really happened is they've just come in contact with someone who injected a poison into their body. Yeah, you're getting the resistant. You're getting these, uh, these uh, extra resi- That's leading to the variance um, because of that. Um, yeah it's uh it's certainly it's certainly complicated and i you know i i also mentioned that in a previous episode as well the business of the lawyers and the judges that if you if you don't if you can't find a lawyer um Um, you know that's i mean if you can find a lawyer that's not wearing a mask then you have a better shot but 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 if the judge is wearing a mask and believes all this bullshit then i mean you're you're in deep trouble
1: yeah so i tried to uh Talk to the when I was uh, you know defending my son and about the, the court action. The complaint, that was one of the things I did was I tried to talk to the judge or the clerks of the judge and say, look, um, you know. And, and in my case, I did use an exemption for that. Uh, and and know uh, they said no. Just stay online. We'll, we don't want you coming in without a mask. We'll do will do it online, you know, or we'll do will do it over the phone. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So yeah, you have these judges too who. You know, they're with They're wearing masks. All the the clerks are wearing masks. The whole court. They won't even let you in if you don't wear if you don't put one on. Now, I'm not going to wear one. I won't do it. Yeah. You know, I, I I've been living maskless for almost the whole time. I went along with this for maybe the first month, more or less, until I started reading up on it and just realizing, you know, that there's all these exemptions and everything. Um, I never believed in it. I was following this thing in early 2020. I was looking at the data. There was data that was coming out, uh, you know, in, in, in Asia and in the Far East. I think uh, Taiwan and China had something. This thing's point two, uh, whatever the case fatality rate went at point two. Big deal. It's like the flu. You know, so I, I was never like worried about this or scared about it. I didn't go along with a mask for maybe the first month and I decided hell with this. I'm going to, you know, and, and uh, I also read some articles about people that were not wearing a mask and the arguments they were using. And so it was just like, you know, even though I'm in California, I'm in the Bay Area, I'm probably in the most masked up, uh, uh, ja- uh, you know, lockdown place in the country. You know, and I live my life as free as I can. I will not wear a mask uh, most of the time. I'll tell you, you know, I think because I you know, I the stores I go to regularly, they know me by now, so they don't give me a hard time. Uh, the other places that I go, I um, uh, maybe half the time somebody might say something, and I'm at the point. Uh, I've been doing this for at least the past three or four months. I just say no. I'm not. You know, I'm not wearing a mask. No, no thank you. No uh i don't i don't invoke an ex- exemption i don't nobody sh- And even if you have a doctor's drug you should never show that never show that to anybody uh i just say no and if they're not going to sell to me and that's happened i'll just go someplace else um i, I don't hear it as much from from sh- uh fellow shoppers i used to get it a little bit from from shoppers <laughs> that would say uh, to make comments to me uh, i'd let them have it you know i just feel you know, Please just shut them up. I'm not going to change their mind, but uh, I I know they're never going to do that again. Um, So you know, uh, I I try to you know live my life free. I'm not going along with this. Uh, I wish others would do the same. You know, would at least take that damn mask off.
0: Yeah, you know. Is, is there one confrontation that you've had with a person, or that they've had with you, or they instigated it, that sort of sticks out in your mind, as a, as opposed to another? Uh,
1: yeah, geez, I've had so many. Um, I've had so many employees and and customers. Um, boy, yeah, you know, actually, this. Um, so yeah, this past. Um, this past weekend, so I went to a uh, I went to buy a birthday cake because my wife's birthday. Uh, went with my son uh, to a, it was a grocery store, kind of high end, no expensive in Palo Alto. Um, I walk in and I I um, I go to the uh, deli and I ask where the birthday cakes are, and somebody points it out to me, and then another person there says, "You know, do you have a mask?" I say, "No," and then she kind of smiles, but next thing you know. Uh, the loudspeaker. There's a, a public address a message uh, to, for me to wear a mask, and then there's the, somebody comes out from the meat department, tells me I have to wear a mask, and I say, "No, I'm not." And uh, yeah, she's angry, and then she storms away. When I tell her, "You know, you should be happy to see me. You know, you want to wear that for the rest of your life," and, and then it gets. It's like I like two or three people confront me, and then I come to the checkout line. And there's also the uh, the manager there who says, "Oh, uh, this is going to be your last purchase." And I say something to him, and he walks away. Um, and you know, it's, it's it's like you know, we're not 18, 19 months into this. Um, and then oh, we went out to eat. We went out uh, this, this weekend. Uh, was, like again, my wife's birthday. We went out to dinner, and the uh, meter d' wanted to check our temperatures. You know, we're, this is an outdoor dining-only place. That's insane. You know, the
2: patio. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely I said, insane. I, I said,
1: no thanks. Yeah. And he kind of insisted, and I said, we're good. Uh, and I was just, and, and, you know, I didn't say this to him, but I was thinking, you know, we're not, it's not a hospital. Who's, since when are you qualified to take my temperature? Right? And, and, and so what happened was we got seated, and, you know, the waiters came by, the regular workers came by, and they were wearing masks and I, I, I always do this. I'll always tell somebody who's helping me who's serving me, I'll always tell them, say, look, you, you don't have to wear that around us. You know, come on, you know, I mean, look, we're not wearing masks. We're all outdoors. Um, you know, I want you to breathe freely. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want you to pass out. I don't want you to have, you know. Um, and, and, and they were actually, it, it, um, they were, it really had, the guy pulled his mask down, and then there was another, there was a female waiter pulled hers down, and then uh, they're very, very thankful. I guess no one had had had, uh, had said that to them before, you know. And um, uh, like ten minutes later, I see their master back up. Um, I guess the owner got mad at them, told him to put their mask back up. So I, I get up, I go to the bathroom. Um, we've, we've had our appetizers and had our main course yet. I go to I go to the restroom, and I'm walking back. And that same major D, who wanted to check my temperature, says, "Oh, I understand you have a problem." With, uh, with the waiters wearing masks and you're telling them to put their masks down and I said no I'm telling them that they don't have to wear a mask yeah okay, I'm not ordering them to and I just and I absolutely I was livid I, I let the guy have it for about 10-15 minutes uh, and I went back to my table and then he came back to try to you know I said oh are you enjoying your dinner and then I went off on him for another 15-20 minutes <laughs> and the thing is this guy who is uh, the major d guy he um uh, uh, cause I made a comment about like you know, oh, you you're part of the problem. You would have uh, you would have gone along with uh, internment of the Japanese. Would it, you would have gone along with Tim Crow. You would have gone along because my my grandparents is actually half Asian. I have Japanese descent. My my grandparents were actually in a internment camp uh, in California in the Japanese. And I said, you haven't learned anything. Have look at you. You know the same thing. But uh, they were considered traitors. They were considered spies, and, and people went along with it. And, and hardly anyone stood up. They look at you. You're doing the same thing, and you have you have you have kids. Is is this what you want? And it's like you know, I, I don't think I changed his mind at all um, or anything. Uh, he was pretty stuck on his uh, on his views. But you know, I got him to to at least uh, you know just to shut up and you know, back down. But I don't think I. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to change his, his, his worldview
0: on this. Yeah, you know, a very similar thing happened um, to me and my parents when we were in San Antonio in, uh, in July, at the end of July. Huh? We were staying at this hotel right on the Riverwalk down there. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it was a nice place, restaurant on the inside. And we started asking one of the waitresses and, and one of the other individuals who was working there um, about their mask policy mm-hmm. because the manager, of course, was running the front desk and no mask, which was great. We, we never yeah. we never wear them, never do, and uh, never have. Great. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, there, w- one waitress comes over and, and she's wearing a mask, but we look over and another waiter is not wearing a mask. And we're saying to ourselves, well, what's going on here? So we just asked them, and they said, "Well, it's our choice. You know, it's it's we were given the choice, and you know, it makes some people comfortable and whatever else." And I'm saying to myself, "You've been given the choice to wear one or not wear one, and you're choosing the worst of the two options." Yeah. At face right. At face value, it's the worst of the two options. Yeah. So what? Well, I mean, what, what <laughs> no on earth? Yeah, <laughs> literally. I mean, <laughs> what what on earth are you thinking? And the answer is is they're, they just aren't thinking. It's, it's full-blown submission.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> mean, you know, uh, sheep,
0: right? You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Uh, l- 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 let me ask you two more questions here. I've got sure. two uh, just to kind of get back to the school thing real quick, in particular regarding your, your son and your daughter's school. Quarantine and contact tracing stuff that's going on. What what are the what are your your kids' schools policies on that? Because again, that's a, that's a whole other avenue of just insanity, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is some some. Um, it's, it's funny you bring that up. There was a one of the parents. Um, my my daughter plays volleyball, and you know we do carpooling. Um, one, I guess one of the parents emailed the rest of us to tell us that that their kid. Kim was having a fever, a little fever, a little, little something minor, it like a little, sounds just like a cold. Uh, but that, that they got their kid PCR tested twice, and then they went to the hospital and got the PCR tested again. It came back negative. I'm just like you, idiot. You know why would you do that? You know what? Do you do? First of all, you know we know the PCR tests are, are are unreliable. It's not meant to be used as a diagnostic for for a disease. It's not meant to be used for clinical purposes. It's a it's a copy machine. You know it it, it, it makes a it, it's for cloning, but it, it's not meant to be used as a diagnostic. So first of all, I want nothing to do. Right? I'd want nothing to do with that. But I was a bit upset because you know you could have just gotten the rest of the kids. Uh, quarantined on the whole, on the volleyball team by doing that. You know, why would you do that? So, yeah, if, if that kid had come out positive, then they would have, the school uh, would have uh, tried to find out who the kids are, who the close contacts are. Uh, and they probably would have had to stay home for, I don't know, 10 days or 14 days. Um, and some kids would prefer that. Um, but, you know, you all up and seen, you know, you can't play the volleyball do uh, for a couple weeks. Um, so yeah, so so we do have that been an issue, so they they have um PCR testing at the school, at the, at the uh, at Palo Alto High School. They have like a tent <laughs> where anybody who wants to can walk in and get PCR tested. Uh, you know, the other thing is, you know, I don't know, there's uh, those swaps that they you know, those virus, I, you know, they're, uh, I, I, I just, like, you know, it, that's not clear at all. You know, of course, there's no informed consent um why are they doing that why are kids who are who have no symptoms who are not sick going in and getting tested you know the whole asymptomatic you know non-spread nonsense um so yeah and and yeah so that's uh that is something that you know is out there um but we haven't haven't had that haven't had that issue yet wouldn't surprise me i mean you heard about what happened at the harvard business school they had what almost all of those kids are jabbed and they ended up having to shut down they're back online
0: yep yep Uh, it's just it's just the beginning too
1: well, you know, and the good news is, you know, more home, more kids are being schooled, and I think that's the important thing. You know, that's a great thing. You know, I think the, I read that the percentage of U.S. homeschooled kids rose from 11 percent in 2020 to 16.5 percent in May of this year, and I'm sure that number is growing. Yep, it is. And I, I like to see that. I like to see more of that. More kids get out, get out of the public school system. Um, you, know, I've, you know, yeah, you know, you could say some kids are, you know, are definitely missing out. They're not, um, you know, by by not going to, you know, going to to a school or going to high school, you know, they're certainly not having the same experience that that I had or that you had in high school, you know, with the things that they've missed out on the past couple of years. You know the, the, the whatever the, the the dances the you know the, the football games um, and all that stuff. Just you know being a kid, hanging out with your friends at lunch. Uh, that definitely they're missing out on something. Um, but at the same time, like with my son, you know, I've seen him. I've seen him really grow into himself. Really, have, he's he's changed in, in a really great way. You know, he's standing up for himself. You know, he's really he's becoming a man. Uh, and so they you think about it that way, too, that while the kids are missing out on a lot of things that that we did when we were in high school, um, there's also a lot that they're gaining. Uh, They're seeing also that, you know, freedom's not free. We're going to have to keep fighting for it, keep fighting for it, keep defending our rights, standing up for what we believe is right, um, because the other side's not going to back down. I mean, you know, now they're coming after the parents, right, who, who, who show up at the school board meetings. You know, where were they the whole time when BLM was burning down small businesses? <laughs> they were nowhere to be found, the FBI. But now they wanted, they're they going to start investigating the parents who, who who spread knowledge, who want to spread the facts at school board meetings.
0: Yeah, let me ask you about that too real quick if you don't mind, because I, yeah. I, I, I also want to ask you about the Ron Paul curriculum and, and your observations on that. Um, re- regarding the FBI stuff, I mean, I'm... I'm pretty sure I'm pretty accurate on this that it's the county sheriff that has the jurisdiction and that they have to tell that the FBI if they're if they were to show up within that county they have to alert the sheriff first as to what is to the reason why they're coming into the county um, so this business of the FBI just knocking on people's doors um i'm not saying it doesn't happen because i know that it does where they'll just show up without even telling the sheriff or without telling the local police but i mean they do have to do that don't they you know that um, that honestly i'm not i'm not sure about that um you know if they're coming just to
1: observe if they're coming you know, they're not coming to um, to interrogate you or arrest you uh if they're coming to observe take notes whatever uh that's now, that may be, they may be within their rights to do that, or they may have the power to do that. Um, as far as like, uh, anything more, anything that's more intrusive, um, you may, you may be, you may be right about that. You probably know more about that than I do. I haven't really, haven't really thought about that. Um, but it's definitely something we need to start thinking about. You know, if they're gonna come knocking on our doors to see if we're jabbed or not, that's uh, also something to, to be concerned about. You know, that, that's a real possibility, I think.
0: Yeah, that would uh, that would certainly kick things up a notch, I think.
1: Yeah, I hope the I hope the parents come out in record numbers for the next uh, school board meetings. I had a friend who was um, who went down and protested. Uh, this is down um, down in more central California. Went protested outside of a private residence of the uh, school board president. They wouldn't hold a public meeting. They decided to take it inside the indoors in someone's house, and they all went and protested outside the house, made noise. And uh, my friend got ticketed. Uh, and so he's um, he's trying to find a lawyer down there um, to help him out. He got ticketed for, I don't know, I don't know for what disturbing a piece. I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't. I don't think that's a problem. If you're out protesting in front of someone's house, who's
0: a school board president, they're not holding a public meeting where they're supposed to. Well, what are you? What are you supposed to do? Just finally describe your observations of the Ron Paul curriculum, if you can.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, so yeah, so my son is. Uh, you know, he's he's into. He's been reading about like Austrian economics. Uh, he likes going onto the Mises website. Uh, you know, they a little bit uh, little, the anarcho-capitalism um, uh, uh, ideas, and you know, it's it's basically it's uh, it's the way school really should be, or, or the education should be. You know, it's uh, kind of your you know, you're learning about economics the right way. You know, yeah, you do. You're taking math. A lot of it is 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 online. Um, You're doing it on your own, but he loves these, he loves the reading assignments, he loves doing it. Uh, He's not getting brainwashed. Uh, He's not getting drilled with all the BLM, white privilege, anti-racism, social justice stuff. He's reading. uh, He's learning about history, actual history, not the you know the 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 lies, the fake history in the the school textbooks. I tell my kids, really can't believe anything that's in there. Um, So he's actually learning the you know the politically incorrect guide to to history, Uh, and and taking all the other subjects. um, He's getting taught by the best. And he's really interested. I mean, we, you know, we go on walks together at night, and one of the first things he tells me uh, about is just what he learned that day. He starts telling me, well, my my calculus class, you know, we went over this, and these derivatives, and then this rule and that. And he's explained to me what that is, you know, and he's telling me about, like, what he read in economics. And um, he does all the assignments, does all the work, takes the tests, shows me, you know, his scores. And he, he did horribly last year, you know, when the schools were lost lockdown and he was doing the distance learning i mean his his grades everything fell apart last year now he's 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 doing great he's actually he actually enjoys learning again um, and the thing is with the with the uh, Ron Paul uh, curriculum it, it's it's one of these what's called a non-accredited uh, homeschool curriculum um, you, you might also want to depending on your state you know the states have different rules on homeschooling you might also want to uh, sign up with a let's uh, say one of these private schools that's um, you know d- d- doesn't actually have a physical location but what they what they do is they've been accredited they do handle the stuff um, some of the administrative stuff for you like getting your transcripts from your old public school Um, uh, if if you need to submit information to the Department of Education of your state—they take care of that. So that's also something to keep in mind. Just kind of you know, understanding, learning the rules um, of you know for homeschooling. Um, I mean, it's 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 allowed in every state, and um, just some states might have a different different rules than others.
0: So you, and, so basically, yeah. to use the Ron Paul curriculum because it's not accredited, you have to be associated with some other institution. In order he, to sort of like act as a liaison, so to speak.
1: Exactly, exactly. That that's how it is in California. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and you know my daughter. Um, no, she now, now uh, that's something that um, you know um, we talk about every day. She's a, she's at school. She goes to she goes to the you know, the public school. Um, you know she likes seeing her friends. She likes being on the volleyball team. Oh, that's something else. My son used to do cross country and track, and he was also on the debate speech. So he doesn't have that anymore, you know. But he works out on his own, and um, you know. So again, there's some things that you know he he's, he had uh, he had to um, forego. But uh, with my daughter, she's a she's a freshman. Um, you know, I if these, if these vaccine mandates come in, she's she's going out. I mean, that that that's going to be it. That's going to be the last straw. You know, she. I mean, she she struggles too, you know, with the mask thing, and um, you know, I talk to her every day. You know, and it's not easy. You know, she's she's you know, she's fourteen. She's a girl. Um, you know, there's a lot of bullying going on for kids who who try to defy. Uh, Disobey the the mask uh, orders. The kids have all bought into it, you know. And you know, volleyball, she's the girl that keeps it down low, keeps her mask down low. And sometimes the other girls get on her. Sometimes the sister coaches get on her. Wow, about that, yeah. And uh, so she's you know she's struggling with it too. We talk all the time about it. She hates it. She hates the mask stuff. And um, you know, I have as I mentioned, you know, I have a I have a mom here. Who is not doing very well, and uh, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for my mom, I I don't know if I'd still be here. I don't like the idea of running. I don't like the idea of running away. Um, you know, as my as 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 an ex boss, ex supervisor told me, make sure you're actually running to something rather than running from something. Um, I mean, we could go to Florida. You know, I, I could go work for the college that's out there. And by the way, the college that I support—they have no mask mandates, no vaccine mandates. Uh, it's called Indian River State College in Florida. Nice. It's a—they have uh, two-year and four-year degrees uh, that they offer. Um, the president of the uh, of the college, uh, Dr. Tim Moore, he—he uh, you know, he, he agrees he believes that it should be an individual choice. And as long as he's president, they're not going to have a a mandate of either vaccines or masks. You know, and it's along with what the governor of, of Florida has said, governor DeSantis. So, you know, if uh, you want to send your kids to school and and not worry about uh, them being masked up or jabbed, um, send them to Indian River State College in Florida. That's at least—I mean, I'm sure there are other schools, many other colleges, but that's one that uh, hey, <laughs> you're not going to have to worry uh, about that as long as he's there, as long as uh, Doctor Moore is there.
0: I tell you what, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a very specific thing that i brought up in past episodes, and, and I'm I'm wondering maybe if you could do a little recon for me and a little and, and provide a little help on this. Um, it was mentioned on Gateway Pundit earlier this week, which confirmed it basically for as far as I'm concerned. Um, but there was an old video from months back of a woman who works within uh, human resources for gas and oil. And she's, okay. she's kind of a liaison, and so she talks with lots of different human resource departments and the heads of those departments. And she says that they all have in place um, a process called succession planning, where what they're doing is is they're keeping track of who's jabbed and who's not. Okay. And then what they're doing is, is, she says in this video, and you can find it on BitChute if you want to look it up, but she basically says that she's got these HR directors sobbing over the phone because they're basically keeping track of who's jabbed because they know that they're going to have to replace them in the coming years. Have you heard of yeah. this? I, you know, I, I, I've, heard, I've heard of
1: that. I think, uh, well, let me say this. I think there's a lot, lot more workers have died than, of course, they're reporting, right? So they say, what, 15,000 deaths? You know, and, and the, the, whole, the whole crappy VARES, the passive system, where they're supposed to report these things, the vaccine injuries and deaths, they're not doing that. Right. Maybe at most, 1% yeah. at most, and probably even less for this, because, you know, the doctors are under enormous pressure to keep quiet, to not report it. You know, they're kind of owned by pharma, too, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, so you take that 15,000 number and, you know, multiply that by, by 100, that easily gets you up over a million. and maybe be more. Um, you know, I know around here that the uh, small businesses, some of the, uh, they, they can't find workers. Nobody wants to work. Some of them have to close their hour, shut down, and close, close because they just don't, they can't find anybody. I mean, there's job opening signs everywhere. And nobody, there's no one to fill them. Now, I don't know if that, is that because a lot of people are dead that we don't know about? or and i think you're right i think you said that uh, they don't want to wear a mask i think you're absolutely right a lot of them maybe are on but prefer to live on uh, unemployment not work not have to wear a mask for eight hours a day I right. would. um that that may be part of it, but i just maybe a lot of maybe there are a lot more dead people and sick people that just they're not available anymore yeah and, um and you know also you know a vaccine uh they, this they don't even count it if you haven't been double vaxxed and 14 days have passed <laughs> so, so if you if, you're, if you get your second dose and you and you die the day after that that's not counted as a vaccine death because it hasn't been 14 days since your your second jab right <laughs> there you go yeah yeah i am hearing things like that that and you know and uh i don't know if, if, if you have this if, if, if you're um If you're hearing about this, but like I I get calls, I have like mail every day, and I get phone calls and emails about people that want to buy my house or they want to buy a rental property. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not going to sell these people, you know, unless they want to pay me like a hundred million or something, I'm not going to sell. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot now. that may be because that, that these investment companies the financial companies want to diversify their assets, you know, instead of keeping it in cash, um, you know, with inflation and everything and fiat money. Uh, they might want to be trying to diversify their assets. But there's a lot of that going on here where just these investment companies, financial companies are buying up houses at, you know, even Maybe fifty percent, or are twice the value, the market value, uh, and people are selling. I know people want to leave. A lot of people do want to leave California, but it's something strange going on there. Yeah, um, are they also buying homes of dead people and trying to cover that up? I don't know.
0: There you go. Are you are you familiar with BlackRock? Yes. <laughs> yeah they have a uh, they have a um, a building just a few blocks away from where I live. Yeah. There you go. They're the ones. Yeah. They're the ones yeah. buying the homes. And you know, you wonder why big tech. You know, I'm I'm around all these people. You know, um,
1: I, I'm you know just you know, these the, the heads of uh, whatever these companies like Google. Um, you know, YouTube's part of it, and, and uh, you know the other um, social media companies. And you know, these guys live all around me. They're all around me. I see sometimes I see them out walking. Um, I mean, these guys are leftists, communist, sympathetic. Uh, you know led organizations you know i mean i think they hate free will you know they build their phones and their algorithms you know that kind of ensnare the mind you know they dumb down the kids and why you know they want them they want mindless sheep you know it's about control it's about money i think some of it's demonic um you know and you know i i i don't really see where this is you know this is not gonna end up well um and where this is all heading to You know, it's um, I don't know who they're going to go after next. And right now they're going after the, uh, you know, the Trump supporters, the gun owners, the people that. You know, believe, still believe in the Constitution. You know, tomorrow it could be the thinkers, it could be the influencers, anyone else who's deemed a threat to their control. And, you know, as we talked about, you know, the FBI going after school board protesters and, you know, when they did nothing, when the cities were burned out. I don't know, is this a trap of our making? You know, did we, you know, say we we elected these liars and these crooks and, you um, or maybe we didn't you know did, did newsom really uh, survive the recall did biden really get elected i don't know uh you know i, I don't really have good i could i don't really have a good answer to, to some of these questions no i just say, i mean you know it's like we said you know, a lot of this is groupthink, too you know and i mean just you know, i don't know honestly people are stupid or just they, uh, but you know, we just never had a situation, you know, which exposed it before like this. You know, young people just you know, there's a fake pandemic, you know, and it kinda of allows these idiots to seize upon a few things, you know, the past shots, social distancing. You know, and, and these idiots believe that they're smart. Um, I don't know. We're we you know, we, we we try to do our best. We you know we <laughs> we live as free as we can. We kinda of pound away at people who challenge us. Uh, I, I don't know. Are we outnumbered, or or is it just that the lions haven't woken up yet? There's just a lot of people who who disagree, but they're going along with this. You know, it's a little bit. It's a little complicated. You know, it's probably too complicated for these idiots to grasp. You know,
0: <laughs> I just find it hard to believe that um, that everybody within these positions of influence, so to speak, are all bad.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't believe that they are. Let's just like like I uh, And just real quick, you know, the, with the doctors, for example, maybe they're just they think oh, what pharma's telling them is true. You know, oh yeah, pharma said this that this that these things are safe and effective. Why would they lie to us? Yeah, you know. I, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of brainwashing. You know, the the teachers are really. I mean, they're very far left too. You know, and and, and they don't hesitate to, to um, browbeat these kids with uh, whatever political ideas they have, you know. And so she comes and tells them all the time. And, I and, you know, there's, I think there's another conservative girl in her class. And I tell her, you know, you've got to be allies with her. You, you, you've got to be friends. You've got to find like-minded people now. This is – times have changed. You know, I'm, and you're probably going through this too, Sean, where, like, people who were your friends, but, you know, they're going along with this. They're getting jabbed. They think the masks are a great idea. Um, they think the government is doing the right thing. You know, I, 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 I'm not saying they're not my friends anymore, but I just, I just don't want to really don't want to be around them. I don't want to really talk to them. And I'm finding friends who, who are. Um, who are active who are standing up who are protesting um, getting involved with some of those groups because you don't want to go it alone you want to be you know you'd like to come in with a group and I think that was also part of my problem was I didn't have anyone else behind me when I was trying to stand up for my son I did reach out to some other parents and they just weren't interested they just didn't want to do anything i usually didn't get a response back um one time i you know i came up to somebody right face to face and i told him what was going on and he said well get back to me but he never did so yeah i think that's important just to to have other people that are like you um uh, to you know uh strengthen numbers i guess uh don't go at it alone um and that, this is you know, affected definitely affected my friendships and I've
0: tried to find new friends that uh, have similar values. Yeah, that's solid advice. I mean, again, w- you've heard me say it before, but we've got to circle the wagons here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and if individuals don't know what's going on, you know, th- there really is only so much we can tell them and help them. Eventually, they're going to find out the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they find out the hard way, you know, I've heard people say, don't look at them and say, I told you so. But, you know, part of me says Hey, look! We warned you. You know this yeah. was this. We, we told you this is going to happen uh, yeah. weeks, yeah. months, years in advance, and here it is. And now you're just now starting to figure it out. But you know, we've we've had this peg for quite some time. So,
1: right? Like I told, like I told you the story with the, at the restaurant with the Bader D. I told that guy. I said, look, you know, if if, if we're in the dumps next year, if if we're basically living in, in you know, if we have these, uh, if we're in camps. <laughs> internment camps, yeah, if all society is falling apart, I'm coming back here. I am gonna I'm gonna come after you. You know? And I, I said, you know, and I'm gonna wanna know what your punishment's gonna be. Uh he didn't really have anything to say there, but like, yeah. Don't don't say it and tell you so, right?
0: Yeah. And I have heard the angle too, you know, the, the mask wearing is insulting to people like us.
1: Oh absolutely. It drives me crazy. Yeah. It drives me crazy.
0: And for multiple yeah. reasons, because again, they're going along with tyranny, and they don't even know it. Yep, you're right. You're right. And It's just a
1: constant reminder, right, that there's something we need to be scared about. We need to be fear. You know, that, that it's, it's a great tool, psychological tool. You know, because you see that mask,
0: and you think, oh, what well, what's going on? What's out there? It's gonna uh, be. It's certainly gonna be interesting in the coming months to see what see what oh, ends up yeah. happening here.
1: See what, see where, yeah, because, you know, New York and California, and hopefully others don't follow. Um, You know, you got to put a stop to this. It's just going to get worse.
0: Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.